Hello. Hi, friends. It is day 14, I'm pretty sure, of 31 days of podcasting. So 31 reflections on 2023. You are listening to a podcast that is called Liz Gets Loaded because my name is Liz and I like to get loaded. Mostly the money kind, but like a just like a very small amount of the other kind. And today I wanted to talk about savings rates, which is like this thing I never cared about at all until I fell down like the rabbit hole that is personal finance on the internet. <laughs> like before I started talking about money online and following a bunch of other people who did, I I never calculated a savings rate. I mean, I knew that I contributed a certain percent to my 401k. And like in general, I was kind of aware of the fact that I had money left over after all of my expenses for the month, but I'd never done the calculation on the percentage. And that is like a very fire financial independence, retire early thing is to know your savings rate. And so now that I know that this is a number I'm supposed to be calculating. I calculate it and I obsess about it in a way that's probably not entirely healthy. So I'll tell you about how our savings rate shook out last year and the way I calculate it and some other sort of adjacent numbers that I looked at. Okay. So actually, let me start with how we do it. When I say savings rate, and when most people say savings rate, I think they generally mean like the percentage of income that you don't spend in a month. And the way I do it is I take all of our income and then I take out any taxes. And then I also actually take out health insurance premiums because I think that health care should be paid for by taxes. So I just treat health insurance premiums like a tax. Also, ours are pretty low. So like it doesn't really make a big difference. I know some people are paying like hundreds of dollars and that's a different situation. But anyway, so I take our total income and then I take out taxes and then whatever is left over is after tax income. And out of that ex- excuse me, out of that after tax income, anything that we didn't spend counts as part of our savings, right? So I'll give you an example with just easy numbers for easy math. Let's say that our combined income was $130,000 for the year. And again, just to make the math easy, let's say we paid $30,000 in taxes. So gross income, 130, we pay taxes of 30K and that leaves us with 100K in after-tax income. Again, just to make the math easy. If we spent 30K out of that 100K, then I would say our savings rate was 70%. If we spent 75, K, then what we didn't spend, I would say would be 25K or 25%. Some people like to calculate without taking taxes out. I don't really understand that. I don't understand why you do that because, oh, I read this great article one time about how there is no such thing as pre-tax income. Like we all like to complain about taxes, but if there weren't taxes, then there wouldn't be government and like you couldn't enforce contracts. And so there couldn't be businesses and like most of us wouldn't have jobs. And anyways, that is how I do it. And when I look back at 2023, I calculated our savings rate for each month and it is actually remarkably consistent. I will read these numbers off to you. I know the like actual numbers are not that interesting, but just to kind of show the consistency. So January, 40%, February, 40%, March, 62%, only because it was a three paycheck month and I got paid my bonus that month. April, 47, May, 31, blah, blah, blah. Let's see, one month it went up to 52%, another where it was 40, another where it was 39, another where it was 43, like really, really consistent. December was the lowest. December, I'm just back of the napkin mathing this. I haven't done like the full math, but I think it was only about 18%. And as I've shared before, we went down to a one income household in December and we went on a moderately expensive vacation in December. I'm going to do a whole episode about our December spending as I do most months. So that number was much lower. If you've been following along for a while, there is a world before I bought this house that I'm sitting in right now 
now, that was expensive, where our savings rate was consistently above 50%. And for better or for worse, I got very attached to that number and I made it a big part of my identity that I am a person who saves more than 50% of their income. This year though, there were only two months that we went over the 50% mark and both of them were kind of special months. So one month was a three paycheck month and my bonus got paid out. And the other one was also a three paycheck month. So savings rate is like pretty consistently around 40%. When I did the average of these months, the average was 41.5%. And just as a small nerdy aside, taking the average of all of these months is like not the right way to do it. You should take the total spend for the year and the total income for the year and do it that way to get a more accurate number. But I didn't do that yet. I might still, but I did not do that today. So after taxes are taking out, we're saving about 40% of our income, which is great and which is phenomenal. And I continue to marvel at the fact that I get annoyed that it's not 50% and I feel embarrassed isn't the right word. But again, I scroll through a lot of other people who are really flexing on their savings rate, which is great for them. And I'm, I'm like truly happy for them. I'm not annoyed at them. I'm annoyed at myself for buying a big expensive house. That means I no longer save 50% of our income. And also I'm annoyed at myself for like not being freaking happy about a 40% savings rate, which is, which is great, which is fantastic. And that's just going to be how it is. Like it's not going to go back to 50% or higher unless we get significant raises or we move out of this house. And I just need to like deal with that and, and be fine with that. And I will get there eventually. Okay. So the other thing I wanted to talk about is I looked at how much we invested. So a cool thing about 2023 is, it was our highest income year by like a good chunk. It was our highest spending year also by a good chunk, especially considering we bought a new to us car and it was our biggest investing year, like by a good chunk. So that's great. It was also the year I think I probably just stressed the most about money for like no good reason, chasing this 50% savings rate for no reason. And just kind of generally always existing in like a low grade existential crisis about whether we should go full on frugal living to accelerate our path to financial freedom and being able to like hit an early retirement number, whether we decide to or not. And on the other end of things, like in what world does it matter if I do a pantry challenge when the market is going to swing our net worth by like 100K in a month, right? So, so that was fun. <laughs> that was a fun year. And then I, I looked at like our investing, right? So, you know, again, I looked at it and I was like, wow, we invested more in this year than we ever have. And I was interested in not just looking at our savings rate, but also our investing rate. And you might think that that's about the same, but it can be a little bit different, right? Because I think our, our investing rate ended up being like a little bit higher because sometimes you take money out of cash and invest it, right? So it's not always like money you earned that month or that year that you're investing. So when I looked at our investing rate, I looked at it a couple different ways. We invested about 40% of our income after taxes. So if you go back to that example, let's say our after-tax income was 100K, that would mean that we would have invested 40K. It goes up, that percentage goes up if I count employer contributions. So employer match for the 401K and employer contributions to HSA. Not everyone does that. It's definitely more common to have a 401K match, I think, than in an HSA contribution. But if I add that, then I'm like, oh, now... Now that percentage goes up to 47%. So again, say in that example that we'd made 100K that year, now we would have invested 47K. But I think like the correct way to do it, and this is a hard thing to say out loud because talking about math out loud is hard, but if you count those employer contributions like as money invested, but also then 
add them to your income. So in terms of the fraction, they're like part of the numerator and the denominator. So they're part of the number on the top and part of the number on the bottom, not just like adding it to the number on the top, which is more fun to do because it makes your numbers look better. But when I do that, then we we land at about 44%. So it goes down a little bit. Really, if I leave you with one thought is that it it literally doesn't matter. (laughs) Calculating your savings rate is great to have as like a sort of directional number, a number to like let you know what the vibe is. Looking at it every month and being like, oh, this month it was 40.1. The next month it was 42.3. One month it was 50. Like it it doesn't matter if it's fun for you, then do it. If you just do it to torture yourself. I mean, I don't recommend it, but I also do it. Whether you calculate your savings rate pre-tax, post-tax, whether you count your employer matches income or not, whether you count selling things as income or you just count it as like an offset in that budget category. If you sell clothes, is that income or is it like a negative amount in your in your clothing budget? If zooming in and getting to the nitty gritty is fun, then like great. I enjoy it. I kind of, I don't know. Sometimes I enjoy sort of torturing myself and it's like pushing on a bruise, but just knowing high level is the more important thing. And really this, like just this exercise of looking at these numbers and scrolling through each month and looking at what the total was, was incredibly helpful for me. So thanks for giving me some space to do that. I enjoyed it. I hope you had fun too. That is all I have for today. If you're enjoying this series, there are lots more episodes to listen to. You could share this with a friend. You could leave a review. Just shoot me a DM. Hey, I listened to it. I have been enjoying this. That is amazing. Or, you know, just get back to whatever you were doing. No pressure. Thank you for listening. I can't wait to talk to you tomorrow. Okay, bye. Bye.